So uh, I've uh, lived in the Bay Area since I was three years old, uh, except for one year when I was a volunteer in Mexico in 1998. And our first, uh, our first daughter was actually born down there. And um, as like any new parent does, you collect a bunch of stuff. You've got cribs, you've got clothes, you've got toys, all of that. So the year in Mexico ends and it's time to go home. I don't want to deal with customs. So we, I rented a van. We put all our stuff into it. I'm going to drive it over to Texas and ship it home from there. Now, this is not a minivan. This is a 10 die in church retreat accident van. It's enormous. So I get up to the uh, border, and at this point, I should fill you in on two details about the agency that hired me down there. Um, I was a volunteer, but on my last day, they gave me an honorarium as a surprise. That was $1,000 all in 20s, and that was very nice of them. They also told me on my first day that because they were just a volunteer outfit, I only needed a tourist visa, and that was not nice of them. Because I got to that border, the guard, and he looked at my tourist visa, and he looked at the Price is Right showcase in the back of my van, and he called bullshit. They held on to my passport for several hours until the cashier closed, and then they fined me $750, exactly. You want to know how bad that country kicked my ass? I had to go back next, the next day to get changed from the bribe I paid so uh, po modern politics is starting to put a little pressure on popular culture. So Hamilton has gotten into trouble for not being anti-slavery enough. And, you know, the Simpsons have had trouble for years with their Apu character. I mean, that's all fine. I get it. But uh, we shouldn't take this too far. Because if we update Charles Schultz and the uh, Peanuts comic strip like that, Charlie Brown will definitely be an incel. Just a matter of time before they find Lucy in a trunk with a football shoved up her ass. And it's goddamn cops in that town. As soon as they found that football, they immediately suspected Franklin. That's some bullshit, man, right? Why don't those guys spend a little less time profiling the only normal kid in that entire town and more time trying to shut down Pigpen's meth lab? That's what I got here. Okay, so I was checking out the um, lineup for Outside Lands this past weekend, and it is clear the music world has passed me by. I have barely recognized any of the names. In fact, uh, a lot of the musicians that I followed in college are starting to die off. We have, you know, David Bowie and uh, Eddie Money died from cancer. Rick Ocasek died from a heart condition. I mean, it really makes you think. How dare these bastards die of natural causes and make me feel old? At least Tom Petty and Prince had the common decency to die of drug overdoses because that's rock and roll, goddammit. They died as they lived. Other celebrities can't do that. Kanye wants to die as he lived. He's got to find some poor bastard on a ledge, tell him, I'm going to let you finish, and then jump off the building first. Uh, Cardi B and Megan T. Stallion are going to die in a tragic mop accident. Clean up an aisle four. At least Snoop Dogg will save us some money. We don't have to buy him a coffin. We just roll him up in a blanket and blaze him up one last time. Then we have Justin Bieber. Well, you can't exactly, I don't know exactly how you kill yourself with a douchebag, but Bieber simply run out of options. All right, that's my time. <laughs> 
Busing, everyone. Or busing. I'm not uh, sure. Busing. Busing. It is busing. I was right the first time. Yay. Um, yeah. Uh, so you started with a story. That's just, it's so hard to start with a story if you don't have a punchline in like the first line of it. Um, but what was illuminating, uh, 30, 38 seconds in is where you sort of had the first punch, which was about the church, your van looks like a church retreat. And that was illuminating to me because I was like, oh, is this like a Christian thing? So that could provide you with um, a pretty, a, an early punchline is if you make fun of religion. People like it when you make fun of religion. Um, and then I was like, oh, what kind of weird church stuff was he doing down there? And then I was thinking about that during the rest of your story, but that's my problem. Um, <laughs> and so the penis reference, there was a movie that was recent, recently, like 2014, they, they did the Charlie Brown movie. They did the peanuts. They did it in 3D, which was dumb because it was a 2D cartoon and they did it in 3D yeah. and it was still flat. Um, but Peanuts is a, is, a, is a pretty old reference, but maybe it's, if you set it up and acknowledge that it's a super old reference, because then when you get into all this like Cardi B stuff, it's like, oh, so is he hip? Or like he's like, well, you said like Lizzo or something, or I don't know, you said things that I was like, hold on, fuck, he knows what's hip. <laughs> um, so maybe if you like comment on that Peanuts one about it being such a, like that you're Just old. Just lean into it being old, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but... Uh, Good stuff. You're right. You're writing. Well, that's great. There. So uh, with regard to the Peanuts one uh, in particular, like I also haven't like read or watched Peanuts since I was a kid, mm -hmm. uh, but I like wanted to get on board. I wanted to. And when you give a, a thesis statement like Harley Brown would be an incel, I feel like you need to give your supporting argument to sort of prove to us why you believe that. Because if you don't, it sort of hinges on us just knowing what you're talking about okay. and being able to dig that up. And you want the whole audience to be able to get on board, whether they get the reference or not. Okay. But Pigpen having a meth lab is that's funny. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It does. Any other comments? A, a man ahead of his time. <laughs> right. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Darren Busing. Yay! All right. Uh, we have two comedians left with comments, and then it's just four minutes. And clap your hands. You guys are doing great too. Keep hanging in there. Taking notes. Helping everybody out and being like kind to each other. That's wonderful. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's a J. All right. How y'all doing tonight? You can speak. It's okay. I'll be gentle. Uh, uh, yeah. Has anyone, like, anyone read the news on a daily, daily basis? Not no 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 not anymore. Uh, I read an article recently about uh, about Amazon that said like they're using like private data to get ahead of their competitors in like search results. Competitors is a little bit optimistic, right? That's that's a, that's a little bit much, right? Right? I mean, America had competitors at one point, right? Like anybody remember the Native Americans? I I mean that was a nail biter, yeah. I don't know how that was gonna go down, but uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, it was, like, the Native Americans never thought, like, oh, yeah, we, we're we in this. Like, it wasn't the trail of, like, yo, we'll get them in the next half, or, like, the trail of keep your chin up. It was a trail of tears, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you guys think the Native Americans, like, like kicking themselves in the side when they saw, like, India get independence? Like, they saw Gandhi get in independence for India? They're, like, I just imagine, like, a tribal elder, like, standing, like, next to a radio and, like, starving? Fucking starving? Not eating? That's all he did? That's all he did? What the fuck? How did that work? They're like, 
And then there's just somebody else in the tribe like, no, it was just one dude. Like, just one dude? The fuck? Is that, yeah, just just Gandhi. Everybody else was just mulling around, you know, just like writing papers and make, making delicious Indian food and be like, damn, Gandhi, that's that's a that looks terrible for you, bro. Stop doing that. But uh, <laughs> nah, I just <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I guess nobody really gives a shit if like if you go on a hunger strike, all you're giving up is acorn mash and corn. Not to diss the Native Americans, I love Native Americans, but um, but yeah, uh. This is kind of like a pivot, but it's like it's on some liberal shit. But like, I, I live in Oakland. I live in a pretty liberal part of Oakland, which is nice. It's like it's cool. Like I'm vaccinated. Everybody else in my neighborhood's vaccinated. Pretty like I feel safe. Um, but then like recently something weird started happening. Like people just start getting vaccinated all over the place, like everywhere. Like like two two guys were crossing the street one day and they got vaccinated just like that. And then they turned around and vaccinated two people across the street. I was like, what the fuck? And then they vaccinated my car. Yeah, okay, okay. The jokes. My car got shot and it fucking sucked. They didn't give me. They, they didn't give me a sticker or anything. So they got. They got vaccinated again. Um, I do live in Oakland, and like uh, Sarah was talking about, like uh, a serial killer. So this got me thinking. But like, uh, I live with three other women, and some stereotype stereotypes are true. Like they all listen to true crime podcasts, and like I have no idea why. Like women are getting completely bodied in these podcasts, but they just they're so obsessed with them. And then I realized it's like. These aren't these aren't just podcasts. They're like training guides for women to be better serial killers. Really, like you just look at the ads. Like better help. I've been out murdering. Like I'm spending time away from my family. Help me out. Like I, I need to deal with these problems. All right, I'm gonna move on for that shit. Fuck that. Uh, I got another juicy bit. Uh, um, I, I, the thing is, I was talking to talking about um Asian hate with a Korean friend of mine, and like we were talking going back and forth, and then I finally realized that like. Asian people are really left out for like a lot of the debates, like especially East Asian people. Um, and I just feel like it's a really, really tough thing because if I'm talking about like a party or like somewhere I was, I like I'll be like, oh yeah, my white friends were there, my black friends were there, my brown friends are there, and then my Asian friends are there. So it's like, like it feels bad that they don't, they don't get a color. So I'm like, yo, why don't you guys just like co-opt yellow? Why don't you just like grab yellow and like grab that shit by the back and like, yo, we're yellow people. He's like, yeah, there's a negative connotation with that. It's like it's. It's cowardly. That's where it came from. And I'm like, but dude, like, like I mean, brown is a color of shit. Like, I mean, I was okay. Like, I mean, eventually we were like, yo, brown is also the color of milk chocolate. That's that's delicious. That's that's great. And I mean, like, yellow is the color of pee. It's it's cowardly, but it's also like the color of lilies, you know, and color of the sun. I love the sun. Come on. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yellow is beautiful. That's that's all. That's the takeaway from that. But uh. I'm also like my my roommates are into astrology and they I'm a Leo so they're like oh you're ruled by the sun you're ruled by the sun I'm like bitch who isn't we're all human okay like what do you get up at fucking nine in the morning like nine in the evening like yeah I gotta get get on with my day like oh the moon is out thank God like come on man everybody's ruled by the fucking sun Jesus Christ but um I have this final bit I probably don't have no time for it but it's about a horny uh, horny seeing high dogs um. Do you guys think that uh, that seeing eye dogs get bored? Like, I feel like like if you're just sitting around, like you're just kind of not doing much. Like, blind people, like you get to chill a little bit longer and like take your time. But dog gets bored, right? And dogs get horny, right? They like humping legs and stuff. So like, how? What was like the first blind dude to be like, man, I gotta take this dog back to the fucking shelter, man. This dog has a problem because like, you deal with the horny dog. It's long. Like you, you're spending a lot of money on like laundry and shit. You gotta, like this dog is, is making a mess. 
But how do you even go back to the shelter? You're like, yo, take this dog back. They're like, sir, what's wrong? Is, is the dog causing you sh Just take the dog back. Is it, a, is it aggressive? Is the dog aggressive? He's like, yeah, you could call it that. I mean, I've been... It's aggressive fucking... Yeah, okay, I'll worry on that shit, but... <laughs> I think it's a fun purpose. All right, thank you. Ajay, everyone. Yeah, you ran the light by a full minute and oh, a half. Oh, my bad. Oh, my God. Well, no, I just, but I just want you to know. I, it's fine. That's what we're here right. for is to sorry, learn. Sorry, but, like, when you, I mean, and that's why I honked the horn, because everybody can hear it. And if you listen back, you'll be able to hear, like, and just, but just always feel that minute. And, because you don't want, like, you can, you can fucking run the clock here. Who fucking cares? But it's, you got to learn that, because if you're somewhere else and you're running the light, people get, People get pissy about it. Um, I love that whole Indian Indian thing. Um, I just say the word Indian more mm. with the name. And you said Native American later, but just make it really clear because it is really a funny concept that the Indian Indians are the. Yeah. It, it, the, anyways, um, and um, I've heard that shot up car vaxxed one. I've heard that work, and I don't know why it didn't work today. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what was different. I, I, I kind of shortened it a bunch. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah, but it worked. I've, I've heard that before from you, and I've laughed really hard. And today I was like, yeah, yeah. it just the setup was weird. I was blind. Let's just and, the, and then with the true crime thing, I would, I would make up a silly reason, like something that's mm. completely ridiculous. Like, what, why, do they, why do they like the true crime so much? You know, because they're constantly bleeding or some kind of like, I don't know. I might I, kill that one just because it's long. You might kill that one? Just <laughs> I don't know. Uh, comments from Ian. Um. I like the addition you had to the Native American stuff, where they were like they were like finding about Gandhi in India. Uh, but something the Native American like elder could be say, he could say something like, "He's like all he did was just not eat. It's like we've been fucking starving out here for like two hundred years, yeah, 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 and yeah. we get jack shit. That's what yeah, I think yeah. that could be good. And then uh, yeah, like I same thing with Pam with the shot joke. I I want it to work. I think the problem is is like it's it, it's so late in the joke before people realize that mm. you're insinuating guns. So if there's some way, I don't, I don't have a solution, but if there's some way to earlier be like, compare, be like, like obviously don't make like it obvious. It like I usually go like, like, oh, I got shot. My roommates got shot and then the neighbors got shot. And then like, just keep on like, uh -huh. that. yeah, I, I don't know this, I don't know. But like, I, I just like established earlier that that's the comparison, but obviously don't make it obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, yeah, that's my only note for that one. Clap your hands together, everybody, for uh, Ajay! The last comedian with comments, and then it just turns into an open mic. Put your hands together, the very funny Ian Langlands, yay! Thank you. How are we today? Cool, great, thanks. Thanks for that one, guys. Uh, as you can see, I'm a very young man. I'm very young. How, how old do you guys think I am? 12? Yeah, a good one. 13? I'm 22. I'm 22, and uh, I like being young. Being young is fun. Jealous? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so rude. Uh, I like to be young, but I, 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 I could feel myself like having these moments where I'm like encroaching into my next stage of adulthood, and I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I like to be like this. I like to fuck around and be stupid. But there's small stuff that happens to me where I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I got mail the other day and I got excited. <laughs> I was like, yes, mail. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. There's nothing fun about being, that's too close to being a 30-year-old. That's some 30-year-old shit. And I don't want to be 30, because that's really scary to me. So being excited for mail is like one step closer to like drinking wine on a weekend, and that's my highlight, you know? 
I think it's a slippery slope. Because I like to be 22. I like it. On 420 this year, I opened a Roth IRA. Can you believe that shit? What kind of 22-year-old spends 420 opening a Roth IRA? I should have been mainlining THC in Golden Gate Park, and I'm freaking, oh, I'm opening a Fidelity Investments account. <laughs> That's not okay. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I did it at 420, too. I did it at 420. I didn't even, I was doing it, and I just checked the clock, and it was 445, and I just went, huh, I just shrugged it off. Didn't even care. That's not cool. That is not cool. Two years ago, I was Calvin Kleining, and now this is where I am. Do you guys know what that is, Calvin Kleining? Anybody got a guess? It's fun. Wearing just my underwear? No, it's when you do coke and ketamine. I was doing that. <laughs> that's living in your 20s. Okay, that's living it up, all right? Not fucking fidelity investments. Good Lord. Because I like, I don't know, it's, being young's fun. But then it's also the opposite is true. Like, I'll do stuff where it's like, okay, and you got to grow up a little bit here. Like, I still go to the same dentist I went to when I was, like, three years old. I go to the same dentist. And every time they ask me, they go, oh, you're still here? <laughs> I'm, t I'm, t I'm, like, sitting in this seat, and, like, there's a baby crying in the seat next to me, and I'm just like, fucking get over it, you know? That's kind of one of those third-person moments where you're like, oh, you know what? I think I'm in the wrong on this one. When I look up and see a painted photo of a zebra and roller skates, I think I'm in the wrong place. I think I'm in the wrong place. Uh, that's actually all I want to do today. I'm going to give my time back. Thank you. Yay, Ian Langlands. Your confidence is wonderful. And your cadence, I feel like you've found your voice. And you could say and your energy is great. You're given all these really awesome facial expressions. Like, you're just, uh, you seem, you're just like a pro up there. You just seem but like a... But was it funny? I mean, I think that anything you say is funny when you have all of that energy behind it. Like, it yeah. doesn't, like, I was following you the whole time, like, going, like, yeah, this, this is yeah. the, here's the comedy, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. okay. I'm down. Yeah, man, great, great set, man. Uh, the 30, like, the 22-year-old and, like, looking at a 30-year-old, I would just, like, maybe, like, play into, like, oh, y'all, like, y'all are in pain and, like, or, like, give some example, like, like, why you don't want to be too close to 30. Okay. Like, right there and then, like. But yeah, like otherwise, great cinema. Okay, thank you. Sorry, that took forever. Yeah, awesome set, man. Uh, I agree. Um, being over thirty, I, I was like, oh, this stings a little bit. Yeah. So if you can just kind of lean into that more, because you you have this great ability between like uh, sort of tenderness and vulnerability slash like being kind of assholey, and uh -huh. it's great. And it totally <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Like it totally works for you because okay. like I think I told you the other night, right? Like like some some shit you say, I couldn't have said at twenty two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just sort of like it might be a pause here or there because okay. like people want to hear you like in, insult about how great it is to be young. You know uh -huh. I mean? So yeah, so just lean in. A yeah, more. thank you. Yeah, yeah, because I want to because I want to be like the asshole kid who's like fuck being thirty, but then I also want to establish that like I'm. Clearly, sure. I don't know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> I love that Roth IRA bit, too. I think that's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the ketamine stuff, that was great. It was great, Yoon. Thank you. Um, I was thinking that uh, when you were saying you were excited about mail, like what specific mail okay. are you looking for or what gets you excited? Okay. And also the whole age thing, you could do a whole seven minutes on that. Yeah. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Calvin Klein, Calvin <laughs> Klein was hysterical. And the, um, the tie-in at the end was the dentist uh -huh. the age thing yeah um because the, now you have to go to an, a grown-up dentist and right. what's that like okay and how you feel about that and oh, how okay. that's going to make you feel like a little kid again going maybe if you're scared or because well, they give you nitrous 
Yeah. When, when you're an adult, really? you can oh, get nitrous. Okay. You can oh, get okay. yeah. Actually, get nitrous as an adult. That's the only good thing about going to the adult dentist is folks are better. All right. Uh, good stuff. I think on this front end, you could move the the, the Roth IRA stuff closer in time to where you're talking about. Oh, this is my next phase. Like there's like 20 seconds in between your meandering. If you could put those things like okay. right next to each other, it's more of a setup punch thing. Um, would help. Okay. I think also do a little research. Maybe if you can actually find a stock whose symbol is THC or something fucking okay. funny like that, you could throw that in as a tag. Okay. Like that's how oh. you get back to your rebellious side. Is that's what I invested in. Sure. Yeah. T. You could make one up, but yeah. yeah THC. Hey everybody. But oh, did you want to give comments? You come back to the microphone. Uh, uh, it could. It might. Someone didn't made it not work earlier, and somebody there was a problem. But there's that one right there. Go to the back. Hey. Okay. Hey. I um. I feel like. I feel like to add on to the whole idea of like, oh, now I started investing in my future. You can like talk about how you need like a diverse. You're, you're like. You know, there's stocks and then there are also bonds and you need like to diversify and mm -hmm. all of that like nerdy shit. Okay. And you could say that in a meandering way that makes it sound like you're actually like prepping for your future. Because I feel like anyone could be like, oh, I invested in a 401k, but like, what does that really mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think a Roth IRA, you can, it's, it's tax deferred until you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought your uh, I I thought you had you definitely had funny stuff in there like funny stuff like um the the dentist in the mail and and doing the 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 Roth IRA on for twenty but it, to me it felt dis disconnected from your thesis statement kind of okay because you kind of came in with like an overarching idea of you're you're scared of growing older okay but then you're doing like old man shit uh -huh. so it just to me it comes across as it's not a really it's not really clear what you're saying oh, okay. if that makes sense because you have like yeah. this does, does that make sense what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah 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 like the over the overarching thesis didn't really to me match with i mean it does like the dentist stuff mm -hmm. and things like that yeah but it's just it it felt muddled to me and what the point of mm -hmm. Yeah, like I, I couldn't really tell if you're actually scared of growing older or what. Yeah, I guess my point was I was doing stuff, and then those were like, like opening the Roth IRA on 420. Those were moments where I was like, oh shit, like I don't want to. Those were my like realizations of me not wanting to be older anymore. Okay. That's kind of the. That's that's you. Okay. Um. I, yeah. Okay. I I, I think but that it, makes sense. Yeah. I I would just try to it figure out a way to, to communicate that clearly. Okay. All right. Clap your hands. Just an idiot. I, Maybe you are. No, no, he's the best. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. Um, okay, so now it's just an open mic. Everyone gets four minutes. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. Your next comedian. Uh, I love her so much. She's so funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Yay. Thank you. Thank you. The trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around waiting for good shit to happen. Not all the time. Come on, I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights, because they're little trips for your brain, and they don't cost nothing. Insights give me something to live for. They're like little, um, uh, what do you call it? Building blocks of knowledge and understanding. 
that propel you forward and up, much like a good bra. Out of the depths of depression, anxiety, and, and boredom where I usually reside, depression, anxiety, and boredom, how may I direct your downward spiral? I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I'm not, I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything that I needed to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to handle money or balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. <laughs> so yeah, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that'll make a significant difference for good in the world. And then I'll write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. And then a world, the world will go round and round, something like that. And the, the circle of life goes round and round. That's it. All right, whatever. Uh, Cauliflower is not the problem. Brussels sprouts are the problem. Yes. You don't start out as being a stingy vegetable one week and then get a nose job, and then the next thing you know, you're the hotshot staple on everybody's menu. Oh, uh, act out, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard being everyone's favorite. What if every vegetable on the block did that? What if beets got it in their head that being blood red wasn't just enough? <laughs> oh, beet act out. I feel, <laughs> I feel bad about myself being a beet. I want to be sexy. I want to taste like a cheeseburger. All right, that one's not going working on that one. All right, um, I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, and not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Um, no, I mean like the the uh, awareness that you have when you have um, when you do yoga or exercise. Not that I do that. I don't. I don't know. I usually. Um, well, fuck this joke. I'll, I'll, I still have time to end. I have, um, I'll end with a public service announcement. Here are some guidelines to follow if you, only f if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Surprise, but you didn't see that coming. One, plastic bags are forbidden. So when you find one inside a puzzle that a friend brought you, hide it from the nurses. Later, when the time is right, you can trade it for a Hershey bar and some extra computer time to someone more suicidal than you. If your lunchmate stares at you across the table using his, his corn dog <laughs> to make unseemly reenactments of the Civil War, your mealtime can be shortened so that you may go file a restraining order before the 2 p.m. rush. Good to know. And finally, don't refer to yourself as having godlike powers. It would only prolong your stay and your cat will not appreciate it. On the other hand, if it's only the patients who believe that you are divine, you're almost assured a front row seat for movie night. Sit by me, God. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. Woo! Lauren Kraut! And you did. You were four minutes on the button. That's awesome. Yay, Lauren, yay! All right, we're moving right along, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Sam Leon. Yay! I didn't like that yay over there. That was a touch offensive, but uh, how's it going? Um, 
I just, uh, should I take this off? That's the only thing I'll take off this evening. Um, I just came from doing a set at my Nana's funeral. Um, I killed, uh, I left them in tears. Um, they weren't expecting me to do comedy. Uh, I did get more laughs than right now though. So today is the day after my second favorite holiday of the year, Halloween. I dressed up as a homeless person with my son. So basically, I'm wearing the same outfit. Um, you know, my first favorite haul a day of the year is 9-11. Uh, is um, I have a big smoke out, two big smokers, invite my friends over, and uh, we have a blast. We have a blast. Yeah, um, at this point, you might be wondering what kind of fucked up childhood I had. Uh, my mom died when I was a baby, and uh, she committed suicide, so she was a quitter, and uh, she, couldn't, she couldn't hang. You know, well, actually, she could. That's how she killed herself. So, you know, my dad, you know, I know this because my dad, I was too young, you know, to understand what was going on, but my dad filled me in. He told me, you know, a lot of things like uh, how she killed herself and why she killed herself. Uh, he used to tell me, son, you're a disappointment. And uh, yeah, this is just about as depressing as her funeral. So my dad, he was, he was a fucking asshole. You know, he was hard to grow up right. He was a racist. He beat women. He, uh, he had a big dick. Uh, luckily, I'm nothing like him. I, uh, I, I have a black friend. Um, I call him three-fifths because he's an alcoholic. That's what he drinks. Um, I don't beat women that don't deserve it. And uh, my, I, well, my, my dick isn't as big as my dad's was. Um, it is above average in Japan. Um, you ever watch Japanese porn? I know you have. Uh, I, you know, if they're giving us their best, then I don't know what to say about that. I don't watch Japanese porn anymore because I don't like reading the subtitles. So, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I like to think I'm a decent person. I love women. Um, I respect women. I recently broke up with a gal because she was too into me. And uh, I just can't respect a woman that likes me. And, uh, you know, she made eye contact during sex. It was kind of creepy. Um, you ever watch Squid Games? She locked on like that uh, red light, green light doll. Uh, I shouldn't have never started watching that show. So I had more, but do you deserve less? So that's it for me. Thanks a lot. Sam Leon, everyone. All right, moving right along. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Kavita Singh. Yay! Sarah, you're next. Oh. Hey, I don't have new jokes, so I'm just going to go over some stuff that I've been working on. Um, I do understand that I have a stain on my sweatshirt. Gonna say that right now. Um, what is he shooting? Okay, guys, I am an anxious person. Um, I have an anxiety disorder. For context, um, 
I got a 90, uh, I took a Myers-Briggs test and it told me that I was 90% um, emotionally turbulent. All right. That wasn't a joke. That was just adding context. Um, I moved here from the West, from the East coast. Uh, and it's challenging cause it forces me to like face my mental illness, right? Because on the East coast, you get depressed. You can blame it on the cold, right? I can't do that here. The weather's, the weather doesn't change. It's generally sunny. I can't pretend like I'm mentally ill for half of the year, right? Like I can't have a, have a conversation with someone and be like, I had to talk myself off of a ledge yesterday. And they're like, yeah. The sun will do that to you. Hmm. Oh, you guys are just tired. It's just you. It's you. It's not me. Um. So uh, as an anxious person, I, I tend to hang out with people who are more like emotionally stable. Um, and I think it's actually because I'm caring because when when anxious people get anxious or stressed and sad, then I also get anxious and stressed and sad for them. Um, and so I prefer that they kind of keep their problems to themselves and call me when they need to have a good time. Um, and that's what it means to be an empath. Crowd is great. All right. Um, I was, I was previously, uh, living at home with my parents. Uh, it was super challenging. My parents moved from India, from a very small village in India to the States 40 years ago, and somehow they've managed to perfectly preserve their cultural values. Like a conservative's wet dream. I'll just wait. Um, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was rough. My dad, like, he's obsessed with getting his children to settle. Um, he, he arranged my brother's marriage. He's trying to do the same for my sister. I'm 25, but he told me that if I'm, uh, if I'm 27 and single, he's going to have to step in. I'm like, okay, dad, I love how my bodily autonomy is like a deal and you are the closer. Absurd. I also just like, I also feel like it, like, where are you going to find, I love how he's going to step in. Like, where are you going to find these fucking guys? Like, you're not a Kardashian, right? You can't just go to an NBA game and like have your picking. I think I need a younger crowd. Maybe women. <laughs> women. Okay. Um, yeah, so again, I moved here a month ago, and it's been super challenging um, because I can't find women around here. There's, there's so few. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck they... They all left. They escaped um, the misogyny here. But um, it's, it's rough. Like, I, I mostly hang out with, like, my boyfriend's friends, which, like, is fine. Like, it's nice. I just feel like... It doesn't take a lot for men to connect with each other than for women. Um, like, I think women require a little bit more, which is fine, right? And it's fine that, like, men require so little. Um, but I just feel like I need more than a game of Rocket League to know if I connect with someone. Okay, that's, that's it. All right. I just... Kavita Singh, everyone! Ooh, we got a female rock block. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Sarah Rainey. I can't what is up? God, all right. I too have an anxiety disorder, hence me getting up like three times thinking it was my turn. Um, that's much heavier and looser than I thought. I've related to that. Um, <laughs> a little bit about me, for those who don't know, I am single. 
uh, fellas. Uh, I've been single since 2009, which is the year Michael Jackson died. So it's been a while since either of us touched anybody. Yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> um, but it's hard being single because I feel like people are always giving me this misplaced advice. They're always saying things like, love comes when you stop looking for it. What? <laughs> love is the only thing that people will tell you not to look for and still expect you to find. Like, I can't do that with my unemployed friend. I can't be like, let me tell you how I found my job. You know? I had completely given up on interviewing, <laughs> deleted all of my resumes. I was just sitting at home on my couch in my underwear, eating room temperature rice directly out of the pot with my hands, spreading butter on it like it was French bread. And that's when it happened. The phone rang. The recruiter had dialed the wrong number. And the rest is history. I've been on their health insurance ever since. You just got to stop trying so hard, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, I don't mind being single. Like, I am good with it. I just feel like I'm not enjoying any of the perks. Like, I'm not really into casual sex, you know? Um, the way I see it, any guy will come on my chest. I'm looking for a guy who will come in my heart, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I think like, it, you know, and don't get me wrong, I still catch a few dicks a year just to make sure she doesn't like close up shop. But I feel like <laughs> I have so little sex that I've never had an abortion. And I feel all this pressure to do it while I still can. You know, it's like my biological and political clock is ticking. <laughs> all right, that's a fucking great joke. <laughs> Light, lighten up, everybody. Uh, I didn't have one. Uh, but I do masturbate because I'm a feminist. Um, <laughs> cool, you guys understand feminism. <laughs> yeah, uh, my taste in vibrators are not that different than my taste in men. I like them cheap, aggressive, and lasting no more than three months, which adds up to a loud fucking vibrator. <laughs> and since the walls in my apartment are much like the 90s beauty standard, just uncomfortably thin, uh, I, to keep my neighbor from hearing me through the walls, I use a pillow to muffle the sound, it's a good idea. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, the pillow I've been using is my Nicolas Cage pillow. You know, why do I have a Nicolas Cage pillow? Unimportant, what is important is it has his face on both sides. <laughs> so while he's buried in my national treasure, he is still maintaining eye contact. <laughs> Just the perfect man. Uh, here's the thing though, when you have an orgasm, you release oxytocin which is the love hormone, and you start to develop feelings for the thing that made you come. <laughs> and I have been looking into Nicolas Cage's eyes for years. <laughs> so I just want to leave you with this. Uh, love doesn't come when you stop looking for it. Love comes when you do. Thanks so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Rainey. Now, did, is your hair like that? Were you dressed up as Cruella DeVille? You just did that anyway. That nothing, oh, okay. Had, had nothing to do with Halloween whatsoever. Just looking cool. Uh, your next comedian, love it when he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yay! Hello, children of Earth. How are we doing tonight? Yeah, great. What'd you do this, what did you do this weekend? Did you go Halloween? Did you, did you go trick-or-treating? Really, did you? I did, too. Although... It's more tricking than treating. 
See, there are no gay people in this room, right? Is that is that the thing? Do you know what a trick is? Oh, did I? Oh no, I'm not assuming it. I can see what you people look like. Oh my god. What? You, you can't. You, you don't think we can tell straight people? I mean, because you know, like somehow when straight people knew I was like five years old, they picked me out. I don't know how they knew that. It's not like I was sucking dick then. That would come much later, you know? I mean, how did they know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been a very busy weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I had so much fun. Uh, oh, it made me think about, like, how much dick I've been sucking this weekend. And then it made me think, how many miles of dick have I sucked? You, you don't even... See, these are things that you, you just don't think about when you're straight, I guess. I mean, ladies, how many... I mean, do you, have you sucked a lot of cock? I mean, obviously, but maybe not obviously. You guess. You can't quantify it. I'll see, what, what, why are people ashamed of being a cocksucker? What's up with that? You know, everyone's like, oh, you fucking cocksuckers. Like, you guys love us, man. I don't know, a single straight guy that would be with, with his eyes closed that would say, oh, please stop sucking my dick. Would you? Would you care? Yeah, you. Would you care? Yeah. If your eyes were closed and it felt good, would you give a shit? Would you care? No, no, no. If somebody did, if your eyes were closed. No, you don't know who it is. I'm not even saying you know who it is. If anyone. Like, if you're, you have your eyes closed, somebody's going down. There are whole porn sites based on this, haven't you? You don't watch porn either? Oh, my God. Are you a guy, really? Wow. I, I thought everybody watched porn. He's just not. He's just not talking about it. You know, it, you know it's. A, well, it's kind of true. I mean, okay. Not not me. Okay, okay. It's good to know. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a very exciting weekend. Um, it made me think about like, God, what would it be like if we had a Dick Olympics? Do you know? Like, you know, cocksucking Olympics or Dick Olympics. You guys aren't into this, are you? So very sad. I mean, I had this whole weekend of cocksucking. You go, you know, it's like, God damn. Oh, well, you know, it's not easy being this fantastic queer. Thank you, dear. Ah, well. I'll just leave you with a little song that I wrote. It reminds me of the time when I was 16, when I was a little boy and I would dream of the boys camp that could have been. Oh my gosh, we'd play with balls all day long. Go to the showers and take a really long time because we're fastidious that way. And we'd go to the mess hall of Camp Put It In Me in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way, on your shores, put it in me, I am yours, put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Brady Pearson, everyone, hooray, every day, every all the gay, woo! Uh, your next comedian 
Very funny young man. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. Yay! Brady, I just want to, we're not doing joke workshop anymore, but I have a question. Did you say fastidious? Did you say, did you say, okay. I take cash out. Yeah. Hey, do you guys know that rumor that uh, Marilyn Matson cut his rib out of his body so he could so he could suck his own penis? You guys know this rumor? It's ridiculous, right? What what a loon! What an what an absolute nut job to cut your rib out of your body so you could suck your own penis. I mean, how insane! How insane is that? Why not just enlarge your penis? I put I put this paper bag over my gluten-free beer cuz I don't want to get a I don't want to be the first person to get an open container for a gluten-free beer. Be very embarrassing. Just walking on the street the other day I saw some littered plan B. You ever see littered plan B? That well that's a trip, you know, cuz who's eating plan B on the move? Who the hell's doing that? How out of control is your life? You probably don't even have to eat plan B anymore if if you're at the point where you're walking and eating it and then dumping the contents on the ground. I mean, it's pretty poetic when you think about it. You know, first the kid, then the packaging. It's a lot of packaging. It's it's entirely too much packaging for just one one small pill. That's all they give you. One little pill, all this packaging. But when you consider the carbon offset of killing the kid, you can you can do whatever you want with that packaging. You can blend it up. Throw it right in the ocean. Doesn't matter. It's eco-friendly. You guys, uh, you guys remember the jets? Did you guys hear the jets fly over like a few weeks ago? Fleet Week. You guys like Fleet Week? You know how I know it's Fleet Week because you can hear the <coughs> of the Navy doing coke in the bathroom. They really do that. I like Fleet Week. I'm not, I'm not a big coke guy though. I uh, prefer uh, microdosing crack. That's what I like to do. It's a little tamer. I do it for creativity. Taking a shit. How you guys doing? Never mind. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. I was talking to this father whose kid got ran over by a car right in front of his house. And right after the incident, the city came and installed speed bumps on his street. And he was telling me, not only do I have a dead kid, but I got speed bumps on my street. So now every time I'm on my way home from work, ba bump, I'm reminded, ba bump, that I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. Damn liberal government and their overspending. It's a political joke, I think. I'm I'm a pretty good person. Every Sunday I go around the neighborhood, take the parking tickets off people's cars. Thanks, Kavita. Perfect, perfect. You know, I like to uh, I like to blend in everywhere I go. I take a coffee mug with me, walk around with a coffee mug. People see my coffee mug and they're like, "That guy lives around here. Look at his coffee mug. Probably made some coffee in his house. Probably walking around the streets. Probably in my tax bracket. I don't have to worry about that guy. Not gonna take my Amazon packages. Yes, I will. I got so many K cups. No K cup machine. Been pouring hot water in them, taking them like shots. You know, K-cup, K-cup machines are automating baristas. It's happening. Robots are everywhere. You can't get away from robots. 
you know uh you know you can, people don't even get a massage anymore you know they have these they have electric they have massaging robots you know and i i should know about this i was in the business i was a masseuse for a little bit and then a you know massaging robot took my job and then i had sex with my wife my wife has a body like an hourglass she has big feet and a big head and a thin vagina with sand in it all right have a good night Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Uh, Riley's not here, but the next comedian is. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, I'm from Texas, and lately when I tell people that, uh, they've been saying, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's not cancer. Like, I don't know why. It's a little insulting that you would say that. Um, uh, but it, I do, like, have to confront the fact that, like, ha- half of my family is just, like, crazy right-wing people. Like, just kind of insane. It's just the point I don't really talk to them. And I've been thinking, like, how do you, how do you like, swing them over, you know? How do you, like, co- convince them? And I think you have to frame, like, our arguments, like, you know, open-minded arguments but in like right wing talking points, you know, like be like, Hey, uncle Dan, uh, fetuses are just immigrants from the future. Coming to take your jobs, man. That is, you gotta get rid of them bitches. Um, gotta put a little curl on it, you know, be like, uh, <laughs> COVID, uh, is an illegal alien trying to get in your body. You know, you gotta put a wall up, you know, try the vaccine out. Anyway, all right. That's pretty much all the new shit. Let's. <laughs> um, oh, here's something I've been thinking about lately because I got in an argument with somebody. It was a very dumb argument because, well, the conversation was about aliens and whether aliens are real. And I don't really know. I don't know or really have that much invested in it. But I just got offended because he's like, why would aliens want to come to the Florida of the universe? I was like, <laughs> like, we're the Florida of the universe, which. I mean, maybe that's exactly why they're coming. You know, like, have you considered these aren't smart aliens, you know? Like, maybe they're just bro aliens, and they're just like, it would really, I mean, the anal stuff would make a lot more sense. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot It's a lot of anal probes, really. Like, can, how much information can you get from the butt, is my question. Like, not, not, uh, not, is that just the future of technology? Is, like, we find everything out through your butt? Is that, I don't understand why everybody's, explanation of their encounter with an aliens involves an anal probe. I think maybe it should, you know what, never mind. I'm not going to go into my theories uh, about Southern masculinity and trying to uh, cover up your uh, secret homosexuality. All right, that's, I feel like that's probably what it is, you know. Um, I uh, I had a friend stay with me during some of the pandemic because uh, he and his girlfriend broke up and uh, she they used to live together, so he had to stay with me for about a month. And she did this kind of romantic thing to win him back in which she uh, uh, scaled a four-floor fire escape and <laughs> threatened to break through the window to get him. And I, I found out about it because uh, she got the wrong window. She got my window. So that was a fucked up way to wake up. <laughs> and I actually sat down with him afterwards and I was like, hey, man, I got I to gotta, I gotta talk to you about this. I'm like, does she have like a friend or like I am so desperate right now. I nobody's doing anything for me and honestly it sounds a little romantic. Um I might have been abused as a child. Anyway, 
What the fuck am I talking about? Um, I will finish on. I hate that fucking phrase. Um, oh yeah, I uh, I am single because I'm awkward, generally speaking, when it comes to interacting with I think strange women that I don't know. And uh, if, for instance, uh, this beautiful woman walked out to me, just random, out of nowhere, uh, at a bar, and she's like, "You have a really sexy beard." And I said, "Ah, you too." Um, nope. Uh, and then she walked away, which is definitely more insulting because it turns out that she was a sex worker. So I got rejected by someone I could have, she just like didn't even want to hear. There's no amount of money that would make up for how bad I fucked up that statement, I guess. All right. Feels like the set. There's no amount of money that will make up for that last statement. Have a good night, everyone. Yay, Kelly Evans. All right. Your next comedian. No, that was lovely. I love Kelly Evans. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. He's pretty new to the room. It's Seamus Donahoe. Yay! Thank you. Give it up for your host and everybody that's gone already. So, yeah, as uh, aforementioned, I'm pretty new to comedy. Uh, the thing I love about comedy is it's pretty much the only place besides therapy where I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. Uh, and some of these jokes are some of the like, worst shit I've thought of, but, like, I'm having a lot of fun, so here goes. Um, one thing that got me through the pandemic uh, was uh, doing a deep YouTube dive of the O.J. Simpson case, and I think I've solved it. Um, I don't think that O.J. did it. I think that he's innocent. I think that there's a secret culprit the whole time that no one's thought about, and that culprit being Caitlyn Jenner. Now think of it. Um, the cops show up to her house and say, Bruce Jenner, you know, knocking on the door, get outside, you know, you're, you're, uh, we found evidence and uh, you're guilty. And he says, Bruce Jenner, that's funny. Bruce Jenner doesn't exist. Um, something else I've been thinking about is uh, being a white person. Um, I, I try to defend people of my own kind and say, oh, they don't mean it or whatever. But the one type of white person that I dislike the most are the ones that tell Hispanic people to go back where they come from. Like, get out of here. Go, go back to where you come from. Fuck you. Like, I'm not a big fan of insulting people, but if you're going to insult people, at least be correct. So you should say something along the lines of, like, why don't you go to the check cash place and send money home? Like, that makes more sense. Um, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of people pushing their weight around. Now, this is probably the most risky joke I've thought of, uh, and I don't even know if it's necessarily funny, but, like, I have to tell it because uh, it was <laughs> – I just think it's awesome. So, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> uh to me, Kamala Harris is the Tiffany Haddish of politics. Like, she goes, like, who's ready? Who's ready? We ready, right? You know who's fucking ready is all those African-American males that are stuck in fucking San Quentin right now. Pretty sure they're ready for some change as well. Now, granted, I think that um, everything in life is uh, up for interpretation, right? And I think that, like, depending on who you are and what you feel, like, shit doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, personally, for me, I'm Irish Catholic, right? Um... And growing up, uh, my parents made religion paramount to what we learned and, and who we were or whatever, right? So um, one thing that I always found interesting is that we were always the first in line to church, like, you know, just in case, you know, the priest needed a sub or something like that. And also, for some reason, you know, like I'd come home from football practice or whatever, and there'd be a pastor at our dinner table, you know? And, it was, and my parents were always like, oh, you know, Father O'Malley's here, son. Why don't you enjoy dinner? I said, yeah, sure. Let me just put my bag down and clear my internet history real quick. Um, so, <laughs> something else uh, that I've been thinking about um, is, uh, is, is the fact that I used, to, I used to take stock in the fact that I'm a college dropout, you know? And um, 
I always find it really interesting and really depressing, actually, when I try to do things like, uh, you guys ever do like LinkedIn or Indeed.com, stuff like that, like if you're looking or whatever. I just find it interesting that most of like most of the people I know, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Sam, you know, Bill, you know, whatever. Like uh, most of the people I know were all the guys that used to cheat on me in like remedial math class, but now they're all accountants. So clearly, you know, like there's something I've done wrong. Um, anyways, yeah, that all that shit was my riskiest shit and I had a lot of fun doing it. So thank you for your time. Seamus Donahoe, hooray. Uh, your next comedian hosted the shit out of the punchline last night. I had a really good time, and I was laughing so hard during your set at the beginning because I watched your glasses get fogged up, and I said to Deb Marr, I was like, look, he can't see a goddamn thing, and then you start talking about it. I laughed and laughed, and your tummy is so cute. Uh, put your hands together. <laughs> he, he was naked practically on stage the whole night. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! Yeah. Hello, yeah, that's me with a cute tummy. Um, I don't want to brag, uh, but I will say I recently uh, finished a bag, uh, a family-sized bag of potato chips by myself. So uh, you know, I'm feeling I didn't even need a family to do it. Okay, okay, there we go. We're having fun. Okay, I'm very lonely. Okay, uh, okay, no, there we go. Uh, I saw something uh, kind of, I, I saw something kind of amazing the other day. Uh, I was in a cafe. And uh, this this guy came in, and you could tell he was kind of a lonely guy. By the way, he was he was trying to talk to everyone in there. He was trying to connect with them, uh, and he was going for like throwing out. You could tell he was using up his his A material, his golden. He was telling people how he used to make acid for the Grateful Dead, and you know, and no one cared. We were all like, yeah, yeah, fine, that's fine. Uh, but he finally he got up to the 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 front counter and he ordered a hot chocolate, and then the barista said, uh, "Would you like anything else?" And he said, "Yeah, I'd like uh, world peace." And it's kind of it's kind of a lame joke, but I don't know if it was just because he was desperate to like connect with people or something. But it, it kind of it, it hit like everyone. The baristas were laughing, and then like 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 I you know the customers were laughing, and he could tell he was like he was excited that he finally connected with someone. Uh, and then the barista was like, uh, "Do you have a name for that?" And he was like, uh, "Yeah, people tend to just call me a rebel." And he got another laugh, another again. He was he's, this guy's crushing it. He's, he's destroying in this cafe completely, and and you could tell he he kind of became like it, it kind of came over him of he was suddenly like transformed. He wasn't just some some weird shy guy trying to connect. He was like a like a 1950s like you know working at the Coca Cabana. You know like he was really into it. He was really hamming it up now. You know his, his comedy dreams were coming true, and and he this I think is where the turning point happened was uh, the barista was like, okay, okay, would you actually like anything else? And he said, uh, yeah, do you have a, a small child? <laughs> and uh, the mood of the room changed. Uh, it was just everyone was like, whoa, you know, and he li and you could tell he was like, ah, oh, we got to, you know, like Icarus, you know, you could just see his deflated ego. And then he left without even getting his hot chocolate. So that was, uh, I, I don't know, it was just interesting to see. I don't really have any, it doesn't really wrap up, but that's just a real thing I witnessed happen yesterday. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, I had, is this, is this rude? I don't know. Uh, I occasionally in my life I've been, um, if you're on like a date and it's going well or something, and then you get in the back of an Uber and you start going home and uh, the other person wants to like cuddle a little bit. Like they'll, you know, like not, nothing, we're not doing any hanky panky or anything. They, they literally just want to like lean up against you. I still always put my seatbelt on 
And I don't know if that is because there, it is a little bit awkward because they're kind of like because the other day I had a girl and she was like leaning up against my chest with no seatbelt on. And I still had to kind of like go like, you know, like, like click it in because I'm not going to die. Like, it's nice. You want to cuddle. But is that selfish or I don't know? I, I don't know if that, it was just a OK, maybe that's just me. Is, am I the only one who's ever experienced this? Is that would you if you're cuddling with someone in the back of a car, do you put your seatbelt on? You you would yeah okay because I don't you know I get you know like I'll, I'll I'll I don't want her to die obviously and it's not you know I'll hold her extra tight or whatever but uh, I want to live so I'd rather if my choice is living or cuddling I choose life. Um, yep okay I think that's all I had for today. Oh okay, yeah there we go. Clap your hands together for Ian! Yay! That was fun. Uh. Couple comics left, everybody. Mike Bonds. Woo woo woo. Oh, geez. Well, happy uh, post Halloween, everyone. Did you guys have a fun Halloween? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. I actually sat home and uh, watched another Halloween movie yesterday, right? Like the world needed one of those motherfuckers, right? Another Halloween? This motherfucker, Mike Myers, he never dies. Like, I thought he died when I was like 10 years old or something, you know? You know? And it's like every year, everybody always wants to be Mike Myers for Halloween. That's like so cliche, you know? I think next year I'm just going to have a full Mike Myers party. Just everybody come dressed as Mike Myers. Everybody. and Let's just do that. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, I uh, helped uh, with my going through my son's candy. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, everybody was talking about people slipping, uh, you know, edibles into kids' candies, you know. And I think that's the funniest thing because, you know, if I found an edible in my son's candy, we'd probably eat it together and laugh about it later on, you know. I think it's okay. You know, are you looking, you're a doctor or something like that? Are you looking at me? You're not laughing. He's like, I don't find that funny. Now you're laughing. Okay, good. All right. So, uh yeah, um, working on some new jokes here, so work with me, all right? All right, good. Do you have any white privilege, sir? <laughs> you look like you got a bunch of it. I'm just asking, you know, because I went looking for something the other day, and I couldn't find it. They tried to sell me black privilege, but, you know, unfortunately. But anyway, it's a new joke I'm working on. Um, are you a sriracha sauce person over here, man? You like sriracha sauce? Yeah. You're pretty plain. Okay. All right. So mayonnaise, that's it. Okay. You should put some sriracha sauce in it next time. So I'm just saying. Um, I got a, uh, I got a friend who loves sriracha sauce, man. He's got this serious addiction to sriracha sauce, you know? He's got like the whole sriracha thing going on, sriracha t-shirts. He walks one one of those little sriracha bottles. You know, you ever seen anybody with those things, man? Just weird, right? Just weird. So the other day he invited me to uh, the sriracha sauce convention in San Diego, you know? I'm like, geez, I didn't even know one of those things existed, man, you know? I want to just go to one just to see what they're doing up in there, you know, just to see how they sriracha living up in there. You know, my buddy, he just, uh, he leaves sriracha sauce bottles all around the house and everything is weird, you know? And the other day, he left one in the bathroom, so which leads me to believe it's okay to jack off with sriracha sauce, you know? No, but going back to the sriracha sauce convention, man, I really do want to go to one of those. Would you like to go to a sriracha sauce convention? I don't know, man. It just I put that on my bucket list. He's like, nope, not that into it. I'm definitely going to be high off something when I get there. You know, shrooms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure they have some kind of new sriracha thing that you get high off of that, too. Who knows? 
right? Jeez. Um, so did you guys have a fun Halloween? Did you guys did you guys all dress up for Halloween? You know, yeah, no, you know, did you dress? Oh yeah, Ian, I heard you got naked on stage. So yeah, all right, yeah. So right, yeah. It's good for you, Ian. Good for your uh, character, man. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's been my time here. I'm just working out some new jokes. Thank you. He wants to get back to his game too. Uh, okay, so I have like he just brought up something, and there was I wasn't gonna do jokes, but I'm gonna do like one. I'm gonna do like one joke just because he was talking about the. Hold on. So I wasn't gonna go up and say anything, but I did actually hallucinate off of. I've eaten things that are so spicy that I've hallucinated. I've been in that bathroom. Uh, I, I, I eat habaneros. Sometimes I'll even eat habaneros straight. I'm like a cutter with spice. I'm just like, I fucking get it. And I'd never felt more alive. Like, actually, my, my tether on reality is very tenuous, and I have a difficult time. But I was in there, and I was, like, hallucinating and sweating, and my asshole was just, like, it was, like, liquid lava Pepsi. And I was, like, I felt so fucking alive. I was, like... <gasps> I'm alive! And it was great. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> Just, but it was because of the spice. Um, I hadn't even taken any shrooms. Have you ever done that when you forget that you've taken the drugs? Does that ever happen to you? That doesn't happen to you? Uh, what about if you're blackout drunk? This is, I've done this before here. Blackout Pam is usually very nice to Pam. Like, um, if I wake up in the morning on my rug and I have my jeans on, that means that those jeans can act as a sponge because <laughs> drunk Pam's like, don't pee in your bed, drunk Pam. Uh, but, uh, but drunk Pam once gave sober Pam acid. I didn't even know, and I was here. And um, Zach Wiseman said, said something like, yeah, you want to take some acid? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then he said, oh, you should take two hits. And I was like, and I don't remember this. This is what they told me. And I was like, no, that's crazy. I'll just take one. And so he was like, oh, she's lucid. She's together. I can give her acid. And then like, I woke up here out of a blackout. <laughs> And I was these spinning lights. And my whole was like, I was like, what? Who did this to me? Who did this to me? And then I found out later it was me. <laughs> I did this to me. <laughs> but Blackout Pam likes to party with hallucinogens or, I guess, hot peppers. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to my dumb jokes. Have a good night. Yay! Seven and nine o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro, headliner, amazing comedian, also Andy Iwancio, out of Seattle, here for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are ten dollars, except the headlining show, which are twenty. You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block. 
a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke? Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. 
Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Visual and auditory mind control brings you the best. Original host of the program, Henry VII, who is still mired in an existential crisis of epic proportions. It's been going on for centuries now. So I, the pretender to the throne, will be taking up the reins and bringing you the very best of progressive rock and roll. The way God intended for it to be. Thank you very much. We are here at MutinyRadio.fm at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios with the impresario supreme, Pamela Benjamin, a, a character and a comedian and an all-around sparkling individual who will be at Asiento this evening from 7.30 on for an open mic at 21st and Florida. Come on by. It's a beautiful night here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Once again, my name is Perkins Warbeck. I'm bringing you two hours of progressive rock and roll. Rock and roll that, for the most part, I believe you probably haven't heard before. 
I think that everybody knows about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yes, Genesis, King Crimson. We don't play a lot of that here. And certainly don't play Rush. This is a no-Rush zone. We're playing stuff that um, I think that you'll really like. I'm going to start right off now with a track from Bruford. Bill Bruford, the original drummer for the band of Yes, went on in the late 70s, started his own band. Alan Holdsworth was on guitar. He's a, truly a great. And this track is called Hell's Bells. It's the first track of his album called Bruford. Enjoy. You are listening to Mutiny Radio FM. Okay. 
That was Porcupine Tree. Name of the track was The Start of Something Beautiful. Before that, we heard Hydria Space Folk, a contemporary progressive rock outfit. Name of the song was Cane Bosum. And before that was Melting Euphoria. The song was Flying Eyes Like Saucers. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium. I'm your host, Perkins Warbeck. I'm sitting in for the existentially addled Henry VII, who's just week after week cannot seem to get it together enough to feed himself, wash himself, and let alone make it down to the radio station to proclaim the good news of progressive rock and roll to the world. And so that's why I am here. I, they call me a pretender to the throne, but I'm the one in the throne, and he is not. Before we go on, I'd like to thank our sponsors for the Gates of Delirium, Sackbutt and Crumhorn, the law offices of Sackbutt and Crumhorn. They are criminal lawyers with criminal minds for criminals like you. No moral hurdle is too high for them to overcome in their quest get you off and take their cut. And we'd also like to thank Alfred down at Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred is bringing the trousers. <laughs> Alfred never, never disappoints. Come on down to, if you're in the greater Des Moines area, come on down to Alfred's World of Trousers, where you'll find endless acres of trousers to meet your every wish. You wouldn't believe how trouserless you have been until you find the staggering variety of trousers available at Alfred's World of Trousers. Thank you, Al. We're going to get into something that I'm sure you've all heard before. This is the second side of Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull, one of my very favorites. I'm going to attempt to, before we go any further, find exactly where we want to start here, because it's not right at the beginning. Let's see if I can... Uh, Stand by, stand by, it's going to be good. The wait is going to be worth it. Anyway, we are here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio. Under the auspices of the sparkling and energetic Pamela Benjamin, who is a comedian of note here in San Francisco, and all points west of the Mississippi. Thank you, Pamela, for making all of this possible. Right now, we're going into Thick as a Brick, the second side of Thick as a Brick. This is going to be 20 minutes long, so kick back and enjoy. Stand by, stand by. I have to uh, negotiate the technology here. There we go. We'll be there briefly. Technology these days, what do you know?
The jock straps pinching me slouched to attention Whilst queuing for sardis at the office canteen Singing how was your granny and a good old journey Copped up a tenner on a premium on
to pick up your dead As the sins of the fathers are fed With the blood of the fools and the thoughts of the wise And from the pen under your bed Let me make you a present of song As the wise man breaks wind and is gone While the fool with the hourglass is cooking his goose and the
Well, the thickest brick got cut off a little bit there because of um, we just had a 13.9 earthquake here in the Mission District, centered right here at 21st in Florida. Uh, my apologies for the interruption of that very, very outstanding piece of sonic goodness. We're going to, that was Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull. I'll never forget the first time I heard that. It was everything I ever wanted from rock and roll. I don't know if anybody likes that more than I do. If you do, let me know. Give us a call here at 415-550-0511. Tell me how much you love Thick as a Brick and all of progressive rock. If you're over 50 and you're female, I want to marry you. So we'll call me and we'll work that out. We're going to move on to Frank Zappa right now. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. The name of this track is Inca Rose. Jump 